You've made it to the Cake Cafe, where we're serving up lively conversations on people, places, and decadent treats. The Cake Cafe is your after dinner experience. Stories right. of a Welcome good time from those who Cake create Cafe. them Today and empowering us, Rice. everyday people, with the, the ingredients for a beautifully for designed experience. Chamber. What's up, girl? How you doing? How you doing? I, I am awesome. How are you? Well, thank you so much for asking me to be a part of your podcast. You know how much I admire cake. So I'm so happy that I'm able to actually um, be a part of whatever it is that you're doing, because I always know that it's, it's going to be amazing. Oh my gosh. I love to hear that. Thank you so much. And you know what? You're right. You've been there with cake from the very beginning. Um, I can't even believe this is this is about to be year five. I'm excited. Matter of fact, remember that it coincides with longest table. So this is about year five for longest table as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. This, you know what? This is remarkable. Chow, we when this COVID is over, we have so many things to celebrate this year. Yes, yes, we do. Oh yes, my gosh. So, okay, that's awesome. So we're going to dive into the longest table. But before we get there, because you admire things cake, I have to know the first question I'm going to ask is, what's your favorite cake? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, my favorite cake is a really good pound cake. Oh, yes, honey. um, Or a butter bun cake. Um, Specific with that one. Yes, a butter bun cake with... um, with berries on it it's like amazing um i really was going to ask you to actually make one i was going to send you the recipe (laughs) 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 um i I really was going to do that but with COVID going on um i guess i can't can't do it right now but um yes a butter bun cake okay i love it so then what's your favorite what is, what is it about the butter bunt cake that draws in that uh, that love, that affinity for it? Is there a memory that coincides with the butter bunt cake? You know what? No. Growing up, I actually ate regular pound cakes because that's what my grandmother would cook all the time from scratch. Um, mm-hmm. But once I had um, the butter bunt cake, it was just moist. It was it was simple. Hmm. Okay. Simple. It, it, you know, it wasn't extra. It didn't have like, you know, icing and abstracts, lemon and lime and whatever else people put in cakes. It's just a simple cake, but it's delicious. Okay. You know, I'm going to look it up, right? Oh, I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. All right. So that is my task. Post COVID, it's going to be making Shavika a butter bun cake. I'm on it. Yes, definitely on it. So I'm gonna throw that disclaimer out there for everybody who's listening. I am not your average baker. You will not catch me making stuff and shipping it around the world or having a restaurant. But I do dabble a little bit in the uh, in the baked goods arena. You do that. That was the first time I ever had zucchini bread. Was when you made it. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. See, you're, people are learning things about me on uh, this episode, and this is supposed to be all about you. I'm so sorry. Don't let me stop. <laughs> I'm spilling <laughs> <I'm> secrets. <laughs> oh, 
she's spilling the tea over here. But it's all right. Good. I am so sorry. But it's the good stuff because it's about cake. This is what we're about. Um, so I'm excited. I, you know what? I'm gonna have to um, do a whole episode later to talk about you know what cake, so that everybody can really get it and understand where this came from and where we got it from. But um, I appreciate mm-hmm. you you schooling us to the the butter butt cake and talking about how oh, yes. um, how delectable this. This sounds really really good. So I'm gonna have to try this out. It really is good. All right, so we're gonna. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's really good. All right, so we're going to pivot a little bit. Okay. So you're Director of Community Outreach for the Jacksonville Chamber of Commerce. What, what mm-hmm. does that mean? What do you, what is your day like? My day is never the same. Oh. Um, and I think that's what I love about it. Um, just coming from a world where it was always just structured from mm-hmm. it to going into uh, a completely different arena, um, having a CEO that's innovative and that just allows you to um, kind of make your own way. Um, and of course, it, <laughs> it has to be the right way. <laughs> you can't go trotting down the road thinking that you're going to be able to just do whatever um, you want. But he has allowed me to just be very creative in this role. Um, the chamber hadn't had a, a director of community outreach before. So, um, with me coming into this role, it was more of, you know, we want to make sure that we have a pulse on the community. Um, he wanted to know if there was a need in the community, what that need was, um, if we needed to support them, if we needed to uplift them, if we need to bring resources, whatever it was that the Jacksonville community as a whole needed. Um, our CEO, Daniel Davis, um, wanted to know what that, that need was. And so he challenged me to, to do just that. Um, and so that's what I do. I, you know, I attend a lot of meetings, um, mm-hmm. a lot of community gatherings, um, not during COVID, but <laughs> COVID um, was attending a lot of meetings and community gatherings just to hear from the community, the Jacksonville community. Um, in the beginning, it was so I was solely focused on the Northwest side of Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, you know, trying to make sure that um, that particular community, which is the predominantly minority community was heard. Um, And so what I do is, is a lot from being a part of the emergency management (laughs) (laughs) um, team to, um, now sewing masks for hospitals. So, um, you know, that's one thing I love about my job. It's, it's, it's never the same every single day. You know what? That's pretty awesome. I love, I love the fact that you, you're obviously, I knew when you were jumping into the role, that role was, uh, was kind of created and there was an opportunity for you to really do something to kind of, um, step in there and find out where the, um, I guess, as you mentioned, where the disparities were within the minority community, but the fact that it's kind of morphed into being a, a total in totality, like looking at the Jacksonville community as a whole, because I guess while I get that it's really good to help um, uplift a certain segment of the community, if you don't have a pulse on the entire community, it's really hard to plug in and really lift up one, one segment over the other. 
if you can't look at it all. So, I mean, that's, that's amazing. And congratulations again to you. I know it's been a few years, but really just being a woman of color in a position to really have a pulse of a community that is extremely diverse. That's, I mean, that's no small feat, girl. Let me tell you, you know all about it because when um, (laughs) we talked about it, um, And so, of course, you know, um, and actually you were like, you got to do it. Um, You have to do it. You said your exact words, girl, I mean, you gonna be the first in that role. (laughs) (laughs) And then you actually told me, you know, you were like um, that it was something that I needed to do. And you said that, um, and I'm paraphrasing, but you were like, you know, God has everything happen for a reason. We had gone through prior, um, and so you were just like, hey, you know, this is something, a door that God has opened for you. You have to take it, and you, and I said, well, shoot, I don't know if I'm going to live up to every single thing that they're asking me to do, and you said, you'll be able to do it. Mm-hmm. You're creative enough. You can do it, so um, I thank you um, for <laughs> talking to it. Oh, girl, I mean, you know what? I. I truly believe that that role was created for you. So there was nobody else who was going to be able to, to fill and fill those shoes. Um, so you have, you have put them on and you've worn them and you've worn them well. I don't think if you were to ever leave that role, nobody else could do it. So um, I'm just glad I was there to be like, Hey girl, Hey, this is, you know, this is a role for you. Um, and I'm just, you know, again, I'm blessed to have been in your company and to see you, what you're doing, even from afar. Since I'm no longer a Jacksonville native, but I know we try to get you back, but it's okay. <laughs> it's gonna be a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. but you know yeah. what, Jacksonville. I, you know what, I spent what uh, eight, almost 18 years in Jacksonville. So I, Jacksonville is a special place in my heart. I love everybody there. But yep. so here we go. You, you're. you're grown from one one segment of the community to like the entire community and really that was I think the catalyst for for that pivot for you had to have been the longest table it was it was actually the first my first year at the chamber um and I remember um talking with you and just kind of running it by you saying hey um what do you think about this um of course you know where it originated from, it originated from Tallahassee. Uh, and it, it started my freshman year at FAM. Um, Ken J. Williams was a student senator and um, he came up with the longest breakfast table. And then um, from him, of course, um, Andrew was a part of, Andrew Gillum was a part of student government as well. And when he became the mayor of Tallahassee, he took it as well and it became the longest table. Um, and it was the Tallahassee longest table. And so, I said, you know, I really want to do that. I really want to do it. And I want to put our own spin on it because I felt like it was a need in Jacksonville and that if I wanted to make a difference in this role to show that it's just not about one segment of Jacksonville, but it's about the community as a whole, I needed to figure out a way to get everyone together. Mm. So, you know, you and I talked about it and, and I was kind of like talking through the difference between the the event in Tallahassee and the one that I was attempting to try to do in Jacksonville. Um, of course, the differences were, you know, we kind of went through those. Um, it, ours is free. The restaurants donate the food. It's 
started off as 500 last year we had 900 <laughs> oh wait that's a that's like tremendous impact so like <laughs> it was crazy it is it's crazy but it's like a blessing that is a beautiful thing so like for the for those who are not familiar with the longest table and the whole initiative there talk about what the the impetus was for starting that or talk about what what happens at the longest table and how that is such a bridge builder for the community well um the longest table is a free shared meal at one table that stretches hundreds of feet long and it's on independent drive which is um, one of the main streets here in jacksonville it is basically to foster conversation um and build relationships across economic racial religious and ethnic back, different ethnic backgrounds. And so it's just basically bringing all of us together. Um, and it's every part of Jacksonville is represented, I guess that's what I want to say. Mm. Um, it started off as 500 and we gave out 500 free tickets and it was a hundred tickets per area. So you had North, South, East, West, and beaches. Mm -hmm. So for the 500 came. Um, into play. And so you had to have lived in one of those, in the zip code in one of those areas in order to get a ticket. And then of course that your zip code coincides with the color. And um, that color is um, represented as your place setting on the table. So um, it, it was amazing because for so long here in Jacksonville, you know, the north side, you know, never connected with the beaches or the south side didn't connect with the west side um, or the, the east side was um, a part of its own. And so to have people from every single part, every single corner of Jacksonville sitting at a table um, and just having a conversation um, was, was something that's needed and it was something that I'm glad that you kind of helped me think through. You know, just having, appreciate that, just having been to the first, I think the first two, um, it, I promise you that experience was phenomenal. Just seeing everybody come together, it was almost one of those when you had to wipe the tears away because it's just like, look at all of these people that are here. The first one specifically, they had no idea why they were truly there. But the fact that everybody was clamoring to get a ticket so that they could get a seat at a table that they had no idea what they were coming to. And mm -hmm. then to come and sit and have to sit beside somebody who you didn't know from mm -hmm. a different neighborhood, like that's remarkable. And just to see that come to fruition, obviously, yes, you wanted to get up and find your friends that you knew were coming. But <laughs> the fact that before you could do that, you literally had to sit pass a pass some food down to the person you know the people that were next to you and get to know who was around you man mm -hmm. if that's not community building i don't know what it is that was just that's a remarkable thing and just to hear that it's about to be five years oh my god yes five years and i mean the one thing about the longest table is that because when people ask they say why did you say it's the longest table because it truly is the longest table like there is no break yeah and and so it kind of forces you once you sit down to stay where you are, unless you feel like walking <laughs> the length a of long way <laughs> around. Um, but it, it's, you know, for to have the community to come together, for the restaurants to donate the food, mm -hmm. um, for SMG to provide hot boxes for each station, um, for 
the sheriff, you know, to contribute the way that he does, um, for the business community um, to even sponsor it um, so that it can be free. Um, it shows that I think everyone felt as if it was needed. Everyone knew that it was something that um, could bring the community together. And the fact that it has begun to grow um, and now we're like over 900 is, is something that I didn't expect. Um, but I guess I should have, but I, I just didn't expect it. Um, but going back to that first year, what got me, attention, I think I told you about that. Um, Arja Moran, um, who was one of, who was one of the execs at, um, Baptist, she went mm -hmm. to her table, um, and, um, cause I'm always running around and she said, I want you to hear this. And I said, what is it? And so there was a black woman had to be in her seventies, like late 60, early seventies. And, um, she said that she had gotten a ticket. Her granddaughter had got, um, gotten a ticket for her and she wanted to come. And she said this was the first time in her adult life that she had ever had dinner with a white woman. I do remember you telling me that story. I, if, if someone would have told me that and I wouldn't have heard her say it, I was like, oh, they lying. There's no way. There is no way. There is no way, you know, that this day and age, you never had dinner with a white person. Like, what? Right. But for me to hear it from her, um, you know, it brought tears to my eyes. It really did because, you know, I, I'm, I was just thinking to myself, like, this is something that we take for granted. You know, I have white friends, you know, yeah. I have white family members, you know, it's coworkers. You think about, you know, how we interact. And I would have never thought this day and age that there are people out there that have never had dinner, mm -hmm. never shared a meal with um, a person of a different, um, ethnic background. Like I, I just, I wouldn't have believed it. And so, you know, I, I heard different stories. Like, um, someone said like, you know, I had a completely different thought of Muslims mm. and I only thought about what I heard on TV or I thought about 9-11 and I thought about ISIS and I thought about, Oh my gosh. And they were just really being authentic and raw. But they said that they sat next to um, two doctors who were Indian and who were Muslim. And um, they began to talk and they began to share and, and they still connect to this day. Wow. So it's stories like that that came out of the first one. Mm -hmm. said, well, you know what? Maybe we, we do have something here. Absolutely. Going. You absolutely did, you know, from the moment that you, you brought it up and you brought it to my attention. I'm like, this is, this is game changing. It's game changing in a number of ways. A, because rarely do you see a chamber of commerce jumping in to the community effort as, as big and as aggressive as the Jacksonville Chamber of Commerce did or the Jack Chamber of Commerce did. Um, because it's truly been business focused, right? A lot of people see that this is the, the business organization association and it doesn't really have a footing in the community. So being a game changer in that regard, but then also just changing the game to allow people the opportunities to do something they've never done before and to mm -hmm. see something that they haven't seen. For people in Jacksonville and for people across the, across the country, wherever you are, just hearing the, how the stories of people connecting over a meal can truly change the trajectory of your thought, of your perception, of what your community does and looks like 
I mean, hands down, I don't know that I could point a finger onto, you know, any other experience that can be as memorable as, uh, memorable as that. You know, I'm going to challenge you. Share. No, I said they literally have to share a meal. Eight people have to, to pass. It's family style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you came and you thought that you were just going to have your own plate and you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're on entree, no, you're sharing, you're passing the food, um, which I think brings a different dynamic to it. Absolutely, it brings a different dynamic. And yes. I absolutely love that. I think that there's so many things that kind of play into that. You know, they say food is a food is an equalizer. So is music, but in a different way. Um, this is just a tremendous opportunity. I can't wait to see what the um, the fifth year celebration looks like. I'm sure you're thinking already, you know, fingers crossed that it's in a COVID recovery period. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there's a lot of things to think about from that perspective, but we won't go there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you on the put you out there. No, I've been thinking about there. it. I've been yeah. thinking about it. I began planning this um, in January of every year mm-hmm. because I, I don't like waiting until the last minute. So I always get confirmations and um, begin to get sponsorships and to support. And so by August, I know um, exactly um, what vendors are participating, what businesses are participating. Of course, we always have some, you know, that come on afterwards. We had a conversation about that today. Oh, um, <laughs> And just trying to think of um, different ways to celebrate the fifth year mm-hmm. in the midst of everything that's going on right now and how you could be more creative in a post-COVID society. Because, you know, I, I doubt if we ever interact the same way again. Um, so just trying to come up with a, a creative way to have the longest table and still bring people together, but making sure that um, it is in a safe way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be challenging, but um, I have a couple of tricks up my sleeves that I'm going to probably call you once we get off of this later <laughs> on and talk to you about it. <laughs> but, um, but yes, so I have some, some ideas of how we're going to make that happen. Oh, that's the, that's my girl. You always planning ahead. You two steps ahead, and I can definitely appreciate that. And you know, just putting on the planner hat. If you can't be two steps ahead, then you are like four feet behind. So yes, that's I mean that's some good stuff. And uh, you know, I'm here for it. Whatever you need, you know, you got my you got my attention. So I definitely <laughs> definitely there to help. Um, Thank you. So I'm excited about that. And you know, I want to like as we're talking about memories and how things create memorable experiences. Outside of the longest table, what's what do you consider being one of your most memorable experiences, whether it's in life or as an event you participated in or seen? What what would you kind of put right up there at the top as being memorable? Ooh. I just have one? <laughs> you can have more than one. You can have okay. as many as you want. I was like, just you know me. <laughs> so I would say, um, one would be, it, it would have to do with my job. Um, when I started, I said that in order for me to say that I am connected with the community and that I know the wants and needs of the community, I have to actually go to the community. So I began walking actually with a really good friend of mine who's now the chief. She's actually the first black chief. Yes. In Jacksonville Sheriff's Office history, Dolores. Yes. O'Neill. She's Patterson. Patterson O'Neill. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, Adrian, you know, put that on lock. I get you, Adrian. 
So um, we like had door- goals. Uh-huh. Yes, we went we went door to door. Um, and she allowed me to go on her sheriff walks with her in, in zone five, um, which is the north side. She allowed me to be a part of those conversations. She would introduce me, you know, like, hey, I have Shamika here from the chamber. Is there anything that you would like to share with her? And we would be up in people's houses. Like, when I tell you that grandma's different than my grandma, <laughs> you knock at my grandma's door, you think you walking inside to have a conversation, she's going to stand out there and talk to you on the porch. Right. <laughs> um, but people were inviting us into their home because they knew her. Yeah. You know? Okay with her um and so it was over like 300 houses when I started thinking about it it was well over 300 wow um, that you know she had taken me on with her and I would just literally write notes I would write notes because I didn't want to miss something I didn't want to misinterpret something so then I would ask a follow-up question and so I would say that that for me it was a very memorable moment because it shows it, it, it taught me that if it's if you're going to do something and you want to be the best at whatever it is that you do, you have to make sure that you go to every single link to do that. Mm. And I couldn't say that I was out there in the community if I wasn't in the community. Man, that's true. That's so really true. Because of her, I was able to actually get that experience to where you know, you were in someone's house, you were hearing their concerns, you were, you were seeing them cry, you were, you know, you know, just relating to a lot of them because a lot of them look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you were, you know, getting on the phone with her and calling Feeding Northeast Florida because some of, you know, the old elderly women didn't have food in their house. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. for me, it, for one, it taught me to be extremely grateful. And two, um, it, it, it's very humbling. Um, and three, it, it just shows that if you, if you say you're all in on something, you need to be all in. And that's one thing I actually love about Dolores as well. Um, is that she was, she was all in and she helped me fulfill that goal of mine of being able to accomplish exactly what I said I wanted to accomplish. Um, and she helped me to be all in as well. So that would be one, um, two, <laughs> My daughter, um, she'll be two years old, um, is a firecracker, more like an atomic bomb. More like mini you? Yes. Just the whole experience and just seeing her grow and and learn and and just, just, it's just amazing. I would say the third thing is that when I first came to Jacksonville, I came for a campaign. a mentor of mine called me and said, hey, I need you to go to Jacksonville, work on this campaign. I said, and he said, yes, I need you to do this. And I said, mm, I don't know. He was like, hey, I got you the job at the DNC. I need you to do this for me. And I was like, I had to work at the DNC in like three years now. And you um, were mentored. Oh, my girl. I was like, what? And so I, you know, got, you know, got here to Jacksonville. I was talking with the candidate and he kept telling me like, you know, things are going to get better when T come on board. Things going to get better when T come on board. And I was like, I remember telling someone, I don't know who the heck T is. Oh Lord. He was that tight. Then T would have been here in the beginning. <laughs> Cause I don't even know. I don't want to hear another word about T. 
<laughs> what he's getting ready to do and who he is and how things are going to be different when T gets here. And so um, I finally met T. Oh, we. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? That T. I mean, it was, um, it was, it was crazy as, because in the beginning, I was like, who is this person? I, at one point, I was like, I don't even want to meet her because I'm tired of hearing about her and she's nowhere to be found. So, <laughs> is she, and is she, does she really exist? Or is this somebody he's just making up because he's thinking that people are going to work harder because they're thinking he have to, to live up to tea? Oh, Lord. So, um, you know, I would say that it was meeting you um, <laughs> on the campaign and us like riding around and putting just random people in your van. Um, oh my gosh. Y'all, she put me on the spot two times tonight. Oh, yes. yes. I am T. T is me. And just putting oh. random people in your van <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and not even thinking that somebody could have just shot us, attacked us, robbed us. Not thinking twice. We just, um, I mean, we, just, yes, I drove a minivan, y'all. I drove a minivan. <laughs> and we took that minivan to the streets, campaigning, <laughs> picking people up and taking people to vote. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. Um, and so, I mean, but through that, you know, I would have never thought that I would have developed a lifelong friendship, you know. A sistership. So I would say that that would be the third thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all, you gonna make me cry. It's, you know what, it's been a tremendous ride. It really has. It, it really has. Um, and so I'm extremely proud of you, though. You know, um, I, people don't know, you know, how brilliant you are and especially how you just when it comes to events when it comes to processes when it comes to logistics when it comes to economics because i don't even know if people realize that you're an economics major um so i wonder when people when you go in and negotiate your deals and contracts they're thinking that you're just this random <laughs> you're just this oh yeah I'm consultant not knowing that you studied economics <laughs> um i guess that's hey that's the secret yeah listen you know, you got to have that, that thunder stick, you know, so you, you've proven that quite, quite often, you know, coming in just, man, I tell you that so, it's a mutual adoration. I, def, I appreciate you. You telling that story just brought back so many memories. Cause I do remember you were like, um, when I first met you, you were like, and who are you? I'm T. Oh, you the T. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let me just tell you right now. I didn't hear so much about you and I'm just trying to figure out who you are. I was like, Oh, would it nice to meet you too? <laughs> I, I said, oh my gosh, I know. I'm like, I can, if I hear about this tea one more time, I'm just like, what is, this, what is going on here? But what, I, I mean, all the stuff, like all the stuff from, you know, you coming up with a lot of the logistics behind the Navy Marine Corps Classic. You know, that was an experience, um, one in a lifetime experience. You know, there, I think what has happened, what, twice, if that? Yeah, it happens twice. You know? See, look at you. I, I can't even, yeah, I, I mean, tell so, people these things. 
No, I mean, at the end of the day, um, when it when it came to longest table, because I know that we're talking about, that's why I came to you. I mean, anyone that could plan a basketball game on a Navy ship, the deck of a Navy ship that um, end up having a whole bunch more strong on the floor the entire time, but it's okay. It's good. Um, oh gosh! Yeah. But you know, the fact that the Navy crew was there, the fact that there was a concert, um, I knew that when it came to longest table that you were the first person I need to talk to about it because you know what you're doing. That is what you do. And so it was a no brainer for me. I knew that it wasn't going to go off the way that it needed to if I did not, um, you know, seek your counsel on it. So. Oh man. Thank you. Listen, I don't even know what, I don't even know what to say right now. You've got me speechless kind of because I'm just, man, like I said, it's, it's been, a tr- it's been a tremendous ride from us not knowing who we were to meeting and like our connection was pretty much instantaneous and I swear it's been unbreakable ever since. And that's, gosh, that's uh, nine, nine years. Almost that was 2011. So, okay, eight years. I can't count. Girl, I don't know. Right. This has been a long time. Economics. I'm not, I'm political <laughs> But it's, you know what, it's been long enough to where it, it's like everything that we've years. been through, it's been so much. It's felt like a lifetime already. Um, so, I, man, I just, and it all started from a campaign. See, sometimes can, what, what campaigns can do for your life and your career. And, you know, when you sync up with that right person, how just things just kind of unfold and kind of flow together. So, man, I'm just... Man, just just so much, girl. We could be on this phone for a whole hour just talking about so many things that people just don't. You may not know about me. You may not know about her. You may not know about our stories. But it's just, it's it's remarkable. This is tremendous. It shows how how women are just. We are chameleons. Like yes. We're able to go into any situation and just camouflage, just be, just, just make it happen. Just we, fit right in. Um, fit right in, make it be what we need it to be for that moment, and then move right on. And the beauty behind that is we're not taking that, that situation or that opportunity for granted mm-hmm. and sharing and exposing others to it. Um, that, I mean, yeah, so it's kind of like a, a teacher chameleon, you know? It is. And I tell you, I watched a documentary last night. So for those of you that are listening, um, a guy named Clarence Avant. Okay. And he is basically, they call him the godfather in the entertainment industry. I had never heard of him before. I just stumbled across um, his documentary on Netflix. Mm -hmm. He was a person that people heard his name, but they would rarely see him. Mm. And once you realize all the people that, whose careers that he made Mm -hmm. and the people that to this day still rely on his counsel Mm. um, from President Obama to L.A. Reid and Babyface to to Bill Clinton to all the um, executives of the different music companies. He was the first Black man to even be a part of the music industry as Mm. an agent. And he went around just changing and making people's lives better. Mm. And he wouldn't even charge half of the people that he helped. 
And I said, you know what? That it reminds me, uh, it reminds me of you. And it's something that I try to do as well. You know, we work in the background. We make sure that things are done. And at the end of the day, we are really still like that chameleon I mentioned earlier. We just fall back, blend into the crowd, and it doesn't matter if we get credit for it or not. We it's just watch it all happen. Done, you yeah. know, and it's about others. And um, just watching that documentary last night, girl, it was like almost one o'clock and I was watching it. And um, I said, you know what? I said, there needs to be more women that's like that clearance are able to do the things that he was able to do. He was able to structure deals with Pepsi Cola and Michael Jackson. He's the one mm-hmm. who struck the deal for Janet Jackson to mm-hmm. get with L.A. Reid and um, not L.A. Reid, but Jan Terry Lewis. But it, it shows the importance of just not being, having to be the one that get the credit, but be the one that is is helping you know make a difference in in changing people's lives and so man that's tremendous you're gonna have me looking up this this documentary and the story it is is good it is is good and he's still alive that so the interesting part is the the, when you were sitting here talking about him and explaining um his role in shaping a lot of things i just sat here and thought to myself you're the you are the female version of clarence avant not me but you are because you know why I was just going to say, here, here is this woman, so unassuming, does all of these things in the community. Y'all missed the part where she says she's making masks for people in hospitals and in, in, in other care centers. But she's doing all of these things, and I guarantee you one, you won't find her on social media. You won't find her in the news. She's not blogging about it. This is the female version of Clarence Avant in Jacksonville, Florida. I promise you right now, Shamika Wright. You can Google her, you ain't gonna find that much because she totally moves in the shadows. But when she's around, people know she makes her presence known. She gets it done. What did they used to call us? When we were walking around, you were, oh the, mayor. You were the mayor of Jacksonville. And I was just, I was a sidekick. No, ma'am. Oh, no, you know that's so wrong. You know that is the completely opposite. What they said, we used to run that city. We could totally run the city. And it was because of, of, like you mentioned, the way in which we operated, the way in which we moved. But you are demonstrating that so much more now with, um, with the things that you're enjoying in Jacksonville. So, I mean, I'm just, again, I, since I applaud you and I'm proud of you and I, Gosh, I love you, dude. I'm so glad that I got a chance to know you and interview and pull all of these things out because it's people, man. Tanisha really wants to interview me? Really? Yes, I do. And I did. And we here because you have a story to tell. And there's so many things oh my doing that are just, you know, that go unspoken or go unsaid. And I know you're humble and I know that that's not, that's not the thing that you're looking for. So I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to boast, but I'm just like, you know what? No, tell your story. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the things that you're doing and how you're making an impact. And it's, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be on the front page to do something. You just have to be in the book. Yep. And you know what? It's only because of you that I'm doing it. 
<laughs> you realize that this, it took the fourth year the longest table for me to even do an interview on Melissa Ross. Like <laughs> doing that, I said, "What? Like, no one else can do it." And I said, "What do you mean?" And we already booked it. I said, "No." Yeah. And I told her that. I told Melissa, I was just like, "Oh no, I don't do this. I, I don't. I don't like being interviewed. I don't like." talking in front of people I don't I went down this whole list of things that I didn't like and, um, and she was just like oh well I'm glad that you came on the show I was like yeah you almost didn't have me I, really <laughs> I know um, I know you weren't the one I, I was like shoot I can't tell Tanisha no <laughs> yay I'm so glad you didn't Man. Yeah, I was like, I can't do that. You know, she didn't tell me no when I asked her to be a bridesmaid. She was just like, oh, okay. Right. I was like, I got to put on a dress. I'm there. Let's do it. Yes, girl. I wouldn't miss this moment for the world. Shoot. So I'm oh so glad goodness. for it. Man, I'm so glad that you took time but thank you. To, to be no, here. No, thank you. Thank you. For real. I mean, we're both. Y'all are doing the dang on dang, Tanisha. Y'all are doing it. I'm watching you, Christy, both Christies. I've got their two Christies. Yep. Um, but y'all are doing it. Like, I'm just thinking about all the women that were here in Jacksonville. Um, shoot, it's sad that you guys have left Jacksonville, but y'all are killing it. We we coming back. We'll we'll be back. Jacksonville again. Jacksonville has a special place in my heart. It's like home and uh I'll be back. I can't wait to come back with to Jacksonville with something special. Um, I'll probably be back to Jacksonville with the, you know, Cake Cafe Live. I love it. So it's what's I, I mean. love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Shoot. I miss y'all. I miss y'all, man. What we need to do to make that happen? <laughs> <laughs> right. Because clearly you the woman. You the woman that's gonna make it happen. Oh, I'm so, sure got, I'm like, what is that we need to do? Let's so y'all, y'all hear y'all heard it here first. The first K Cafe Live is going to be in Jacksonville, Florida. We're going to make this thing happen. I love it. Shamika Wright, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to join me on the K Cafe. There's a lot more in store. There's a lot more to come for you and for I. God, just keep blessing us and, he does. and uh, moving us ahead. So, uh, thank you, Tanisha. Thank you so much. Um, you know, it's more than whatever you ask me to do, I'm always on board, you know, even if I'm like, you know what, I ain't trying to do this. <laughs> I'm going to do it um, because you are, you are more than a friend, you're, you're family. And so for me, it's okay, you know, whatever she needs me to do, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. And I know that you've done that and more for me. I'm just excited to, to be able to be a part of Cake. Yes, yes. The cake, the cake brands. We are, we're gonna be global, baby. Uh, and so, don't forget, I'm sending you my bunt cake recipe. I got you. Okay. I got you. The butter bunt cake. It is. Got one coming yes. up as soon as, as soon as we break free of uh, this COVID um, isolation is on. I got you. Y'all, if y'all not following Tanisha, if y'all not, you know, hooked on cake, <laughs> which most of you guys are hooked on cake, meaning the cake that has tons of calories. <laughs> on this cake i'm telling you i mean you do not want to miss this ride she is i mean she's already taken off but she's getting ready to blow up uh, everybody I'm, I'm loves cake. everybody yes loves they cake. do i love it all right uh, thank you so much Mika. i really appreciate you love